0: This episode is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. This episode is brought to you by Creative Edge Publicity. Now, I want to get back to your nightmares real quick. You said that you'd had them since you were a child, since you were younger. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Is there trauma in your past that brings those forth or the reason that you may have them?
1: You know, I had, truthfully, I had one of the most idyllic upbringings that you could imagine. I had, my parents were wonderful people who sacrificed so much to give me everything I wanted or needed. They loved me. I never doubted that. My grandparents, they, they loved me dearly. I had good friends. I had a good community. I, I loved, you know, I'm, I'm not a I am an introvert, but I am an extroverted introvert. So, um, you know, I was, you know, I had a good friend group. I didn't have problems in high school. I didn't suffer any major abuse or trauma. Um, So I, I don't know exactly where those vivid dreams come from. I do know that there's a history of it in my family, going all the way back to uh, going all the way back to Ireland and, and Germany before that. You know, following the migration pattern of my family, and I do know that my on my maternal grandmother's side of the family, we're descended from the uh, from the Bell Witch family. So folks who have heard the legend of the Bell Witch um that's my family that's where I, it comes from so you know I, I don't know it's, I don't know really where where it all comes from but it, it seems to be something that you know every every generation in my family or two it, it surfaces um you know we have these people who have who have these vivid dreams and and uh can and then you know in like old Ireland it was you know, some of my family, they were thought to be seers, like they could see things. Now, I don't think I can predict the future or anything like that. That's not my jam. But um, you know, I, I couldn't argue. I can't tell you that I've uh, that I've never had a dream, an eerie dream, where something that I dreamt about came true the next day. Um, you know, so I don't
0: know. It's that was that word. was going to be my next question. Do you ever have premonitory mm-hmm. dreams? Because I actually do. I have those kind of dreams where I wake up and they've completely thrown me they're they're scary they're upsetting sometimes i wake up in a panic attack and several days later it's like they're it's like symbolic it doesn't show me what's happening but symbolic of what may happen to someone mm. that i know and mm. they i i have those more regularly the older i get i've noticed
1: mm. and you Got a little bit of the cassandra complex
0: there it's, um, it's very, it, it's very disturbing sometimes to be quite honest, mm-hmm. And you know, for, Hey, all you listeners out there, you're learning just how crazy I am today.
1: We're uh, <laughs> all a little bit crazy. We just, I've
0: never, I've never really shared this part. So it's kind of interesting because the last one I, I had, it was very dark, very gray. And I was underwater, but I could breathe, but the other mm-hmm. person under the water with me could not, and they were drowning and I couldn't mm-hmm. save them. Mm. And three days later, my mother went into ICU with heart problems and a collapsed lung. She couldn't breathe. She couldn't breathe. And that was three. And it's typically two to three days after I have a dream like that. So that one actually threw me for a loop. Then that's the most recent one. You know, it's just about six six weeks ago. So it's, uh, it's very interesting how the brain works. And, you know, I've, I've got, uh, my genealogy goes back to Ireland and, and uh, Scotch-Irish and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, and looking back. And as you're talking, I'm going, wow, there's a lot of parallels going on. <laughs> right?
1: Maybe there's something from, the, you know, from the, those old Celtic roots there that uh, <laughs> it's, in, it's in us. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you um, never know. And I like when you said, you know, a seer. I, I've actually been called that before. I'm a seer and a seeker. Mm-hmm. I've always taken that and just thought, huh, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so
1: no one can prove otherwise. So that is right. I I think a lot I think our minds, I think we do have have the power to manifest what we what we truly believe. If you fervently believe something, I think we have the ability to bring it to life into the world. So the mind, the mind is a very, very powerful organism and it's something that we don't completely understand Um, and the more and more we learn about the human mind the more fascinating and terrifying it becomes
0: i agree i completely i concur sir completely all right so i want to i want to hop on here gosh time's flying really fast it is isn't it (laughs) i know yes it is so the television show the swap shop yeah you are um, getting ready, or in negotiations for a third season. How did the swap shop come about? And tell tell my listeners a little bit about that.
1: <laughs> Luck of the Irish, kind of, kind of, kind of, actually like that. Um, so uh, the show had originally been conceived um, uh, for History Channel. History Channel had hired the uh, Hit and Run Productions to create it. They wanted, they basically wanted another American Pickers, just with comic books um so the the show was originally very very history channel very very old you know older audience blah blah blah. well history decided not to pick it up so hit and run then took it and kind of shook put it back in the blender and mix it around and uh, netflix uh wanted the show but netflix wanted something a little more hip um they wanted younger netflix netflix's demo was a lot younger than history channel's so um, they started uh, hit and run, started looking um, around in our area, East Tennessee. They, wanted, they knew they wanted to do comic books. And so they wanted to find a comic book store with a, you know, kind of a younger, uh, more dynamic, uh, more diverse background. And they found us, which, you know, uh, Nirvana was founded by my wife and myself. Um, we have a very diverse crew, I guess, in our store. That's a way to, a diverse team. Um, So they interviewed us, they asked us if we want, they called us up and asked us if we wanted to audition for it. And we were like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, So they came, we did it, uh, it was COVID. So we did everything virtually. And they, you know, basically taped an interview with us. And, you know, they were telling us beforehand, like, you know, it, it may be five, six weeks before you hear anything back, don't worry, whatever. So we did it. And no sooner than I left my store to walk to my car, my phone was ringing, and it was the producer like, hey, uh, we want you to come back. Uh, we serve it to the producers. They love it. They want more. Uh, can you come back tomorrow and do the same thing? And I so, yeah, remember you have to wear exactly the same clothes and everything you wore. You know, remember what you have on. And we're like, sure. And so then after that, that second interview went exceptionally well. And they said, well, you know, they're going to make decisions. It's going to take a while, blah, blah, blah. Seriously, before we left the store, they were calling us and saying, hey, we're going to be sending you the contracts. You need to get your lawyer, you know, blah, if you have an agent, blah, blah. I mean, it's boom, whirlwind so quickly. And then from there, you know, about six, eight, eight weeks later, we're filming a show and, you know, and now it's up to season two on Netflix. And they really, really would like to do a season three. So, um, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy world, man. (laughs) But But
0: it's a comic store, so it's It's combining everything that you love. Only you're just expanding on it, you know, on different, different uh, media platforms, which is awesome. Absolutely. And, you know, it's again, it's it's seeing an opportunity
1: and having the courage to seize it. You know, it's you get you have to have the, you have the wisdom to identify the opportunity and then you have to have the courage to go for it. And um, thankfully, I have been very blessed to have both of those qualities about me. I can I can see opportunities and I I have absolutely no fear in going after them.
0: You know, and I, I, I like that you said that, you know, you gotta, you gotta seize those opportunities, have the courage to mm-hmm. see those opportunities because so many people, they might have just, you know, brilliant ideas or a, a passion that, I mean, they're just really, really good at, but due to other circumstances in their life or how their life is, they're afraid to seize it and really embrace, mm-hmm. embrace that weirdness that is just uniquely them, you know, and I, I've been the last couple, you know, COVID changed everybody's life. You know, it it truly did. And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Nope. And my life completely changed. I mean, completely 360. And I find myself, you know, without a job. And I went, you know, I've been writing for years. I want to write. I also think I want to do a podcast. I think I want to do other stuff too. And I want, you know, so I decided I'm not going to go fill out my resume and start sending it out everywhere. Even though it was scary. Cause you know, you have to have a job outside the home, you know, right. I went, no, you know what? I'm going to make my own job. Yeah. And so why I not? did it's
1: terrifying. Yes. And it's why, mo- it's why mo- most people, you know, probably 95% of the population is content. Uh, my parents were both like this. They're content to punch a time clock in out the company tells them when they're off, the company tells them when they're on, they tell them when they go to break, they tell them when they go to the bathroom, they tell them when they get to take vacation. And they're fine with that because the trade-off is there's a guaranteed paycheck, there's guaranteed benefits, it's stability. Most people will choose stability over risk. Then there are those of us who are not content to be told what to do and when to do it. And we are willing, I think everybody has a desire to work for themselves and to determine their own lives, but not everyone has the courage to overcome the fear uh, of the potential consequences. And so, uh, those of us who are entrepreneurs, those of us who are creatives, um, who are willing to go for it—you know—it's there's not a whole lot of stability. Like I, you know, when I put when I put my money behind Cult of Dracula and my time and my energy behind marketing it, it could have blown up in my face. It may not have. It, it very well could have sold five copies. And that would be it. And I'd just be out a ton of money and a ton of time. And I could be in a whole lot of trouble today, but it didn't, you know, I worked, I took the risk. I worked really hard to realize, um, what I wanted from that, from that risk and it paid off. Um, and you know, honestly, if it hadn't paid off, it wouldn't change my personality. I would still be rolling the dice on something else, you know, Yeah. but that's just, that's just the way some of us are wired.
0: Yep. And it's, you know, and I, I love meeting others that are wired that way.
1: Yeah. Um, And I'm meeting
0: more and more. Let
1: me know I'm not crazy.
0: (laughs) 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 That's, you know, so the last couple of years, I've just been saying, you know, I'm embracing my weirdness, you know, completely embracing it. This is me. This is me and who (laughs) I am. And I have all these ideas that might seem crazy to other people, but you know, I toss them out into the world or I toss them on paper and by golly, most of them work, you know, so it's, it's just a fun ride. And I'm thinking, you know, life's too short to sit in fear of any sort, you know, and that's one of the
1: reasons. So make the most of
0: it. Uh, Absolutely. I, when you had mentioned earlier, you were talking about the train going off the rails and and what would happen. And, you know, someone's got the devil sitting on their left shoulder. And I, I was, I know folks, you're listening. You can't see what I'm doing now. But I was pointing at Rich when he said the devil on the left shoulder, because I regularly sit there and say, not today, D-man. And I flick <laughs> I flick yep. him off my left shoulder, say, oh. not today, D-man. And, uh, you know, that's the other, that's part of the reason why my podcast is named Let Fear Bounce. Because I started at the very beginning of COVID where there was fear floating everywhere. And I decided, no, not for me, not today. I got to let it bounce. It's got to bounce because you can't let fear override everything. And I like how you as a creative, you're not let. you certainly aren't letting fear land on you because of all the the different things that you're involved in and you're doing and you're succeeding tremendously at, which is awesome. I just want to like clap my hands really loud for you because it's awesome. Thank you but also just simply because of life, you didn't let fear land on you personally to stop you or to hinder you. Or if you did, you faced the fear and you kicked it to the curb where it belongs. Yep. You have
1: to face it. You know, if you're going to do anything, you know, fear can be an exceptional motivator if you face it, if you allow it to be. Fear is not necessarily a negative emotion, just like pain is not a negative emotion. Pain is what tells you don't touch the hot stove again, you know, and fear helps us learn about what's dangerous in the world. And it helps us to prepare for uh, the consequences of things. So yeah, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to face and embrace my fears that I can, you know, that I don't let them rule me, but I do let them uh, influence me. So, um, yeah, and you, you're right with COVID, man, it, it did. The world was living in, it was living in total fear. Um, and look, look at it, we're, we're, we're never going to be away from it, but we've now, because there have been people who are willing to face it and do the things that need to be done, uh, now we can, we can at least live with it. We can cope with it. And uh, now we have a better battle plan. So that's a lesson that could be applied to a lot of things in our lives.
0: Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. And I, I bounce around the way my brain works. You're talking about night. We're talking about nightmares. A few minutes. Uh-huh. Your nightmares. What are are they typically like? Set in dark area. I have one recurring nightmare that I've mm-hmm. had for years and years, and it is it is due to trauma. That's why I asked you if you had, had trauma in your background. But your nightmares are they typically like around the same theme?
1: You know, um, thematically, they're yes. Um, I, I tend to deal my nightmares tend to deal a lot with with people from the past uh, people who are deceased Uh, you know I I see things that relate to that Um, there's my they're they're very vivid but they're also very shadowed so like if you've ever watched a very well shot horror film and you know where the shadows are created by this amazing lighting plot um, that would be kind of what my, my nightmares are like. You know, I see the things that I'm supposed to see, but I see them in silhouette. And I always know there are things that I don't see moving in the darkness. My, yeah, my dreams have a lot to do with, uh, with people of the past and also me being lost and alone in, uh, you know, at, well, there's a great uh, in um, Insidious, which is another James Wan film. When he actually, um, when the lead character actually goes into the to the other realm, you know, when he's actually in the realm of the dead, it's a lot of darkness, and you know, there's there's pools of light that show you things, and that's that was that that scared me to my core because I was like, James just reached into my brain and pulled my nightmares up onto the screen because that's exactly what I see. Maybe that's why I've always liked theater and film as well because you know, it's almost like when the light comes on i'm seeing something that my brain wants me to see and then when it goes out you know the, i know there are things happening that i'm not aware of so um so yeah that that that's kind of a peek into my dreams
0: and the reason i ask that is because my i have a, a recurring dream and that mm-hmm. that one always it might not be as scary as some of my other dreams that i've had but it's it's like the emotional feel and it's shadowy mm-hmm. silhouettes nothing really Everything's grabbing for me on a really long muddy path. And I'm slogging through the mud. I I can't Mm -hmm. run in it because it's so deep and it just keeps sucking me back down. And it's a long path. And on each side are trees and bushes. And there is stuff reaching out to try and grab me as I'm running down this path, trying to run down this path because it's like six inches of mud.
1: Yep. And
0: and it's all very dark and shadowy and different shades of gray and black. (laughs) And the way that it forms in my dream, you know, if I was, if I was artistic that I could paint or something,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I I would love to be able to, to draw it. Um, I I had some, a friend of mine, he's an artist. He drew one of the things that was always trying to grab me Mm -hmm. and he was able to draw it. And when I actually saw it on paper, I was more frightened than I was in my dream.
1: Right. Because he brought it into the world.
0: Yes. Because I said, Um, oh no, now it's here. Now it's out here.
1: You gave it life, holy crap. Yeah, There, I do have, when you were saying that about the path, um, one thing that that constantly comes up in my dreams, I can't run on two legs, but I can run on four. So when I'm running from something in my dream, I will, like when I'm trying to run on two legs, it slows me down and I, I start, and like, I feel it, like it's pulling me down to the ground. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm running on four legs, like a like a wolf or like a horse or something, like something like that. So I I've, I want to speak to someone who interprets dreams, who can tell me what the hell that means, um, because that that's probably the most consistent. Other than the darkness and the pools of light and the, the shadow, that is probably the most persistent aspect of my most vivid dreams.
0: You're a shapeshifter in your dreams.
1: Maybe I am. Yeah, that that was kind of cool, and which would also be kind of weird because werewolves are my least favorite uh, creatures in the horror world. So. <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> maybe i You, I'm and you write horror.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So, but I I never write werewolf horror. So maybe I, maybe you I will, will. someday. Maybe, might, maybe yeah, I'll you
0: might have to might have to toss one in one of your stories here and there. Exactly. And like, you know, yeah. <laughs> those little he, it'll just be those little uh, oh, what's it called when someone's just coming in for a minute?
1: Cameo. Cameo.
0: cameo. Yes. You can come up with a a cameo for the for this wolf character. Yeah. So glad that we talked because now, you know, now we have found out that not only are you, you know, all these things that you've done in your past and continue to do, but you're also a shapeshifter. Now, how often do you need a shapeshifter? (laughs) Right. Who knew? Who knew this was going to happen today?
1: See, <laughs> so this would be a great time if we had the little or uh, Snapchat filters where I could, like, change my face into, like, a dog. You know, you stick your tongue out and, like, move dog's
0: tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, I just tossed you a golden nugget there. You can run with that. You can do all kinds of things with this uh, shape-shifting wolf guy.
1: Yep you know what you may have just given me some great ideas so not I'm not, like, I'm write that, that
0: down write that down rich <laughs> yep <laughs> well this has been awesome we went longer than i anticipated which i kind of thought we would because i had a lot of questions that i really didn't even get to answer or to ask yet but that's and I, okay. you know i'm a
1: very difficult person to talk to I, I i you know it's like pulling teeth to get something to come out of me
0: i, I noticed <laughs> that yes it's very difficult <laughs> Well, I have a lot more questions, but so it just means I'll have to have you on again sometime in the future. Anytime. Happy to
1: come back. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Awesome. Yes, this was so much fun. So thank you very much. And folks, this is Rich Davis. He is the creator of the underground horror sensation, Cult of Dracula, and Rise of Dracula. Rich, if you've got a website, can you share that with the listeners now so they can go check your stuff out?
1: Absolutely. So the website's under transition. It's going to be called worldofdracula.com. Uh, that should be active in the next couple of months which could also hint at something big we're going to announce later in the year hint hint wink, wink nudge nudge but right now the best way way to find me is on social media uh, it's just cult of dracula comic on facebook instagram twitter all that stuff so um so find me happy to talk to you if you guys want to talk to me i want to talk to you so reach out and i will gladly reply
0: awesome awesome and i will have links to his social media and all that in the show notes folks so you'll be able to check all of that out Rich, thank you so much for spending time with me today. This has been a true pleasure and so incredibly interesting and also nice to be able to talk to someone that's a bit of a kindred spirit with the strangeness that goes on in our minds. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) I agree. Thanks for having me so much.
0: Oh, thanks again. Now, everybody out there listening, thank you again for spending just a part of your day with myself and my special guest today, Rich Davis. You guys are awesome. And I love that you tune in each and every week on Wednesdays. This is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Everybody be well, stay well, and be blessed. What a fun episode and conversation that was with Rich Davis I was so pleased to have him on and I look forward to having him on again sometime in the future. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to Let Fear Bounce on Wednesdays. Keep tuning in as I bring you exciting and dynamic guests from all over the world sharing their stories and if you want to learn a little bit more about me you can go to my website at kimlinglingauthor.com and check out everything that i'm up to with let fear bounce as well as my television show the right stuff the author's voice available on many online streaming platforms everybody be well stay well and be blessed